Welcome to another episode of No Player Connected. I am in the, uh, well, it's not the mean streets of Tarkov. We're in woods, but we're, we're playing Escape from Tarkov with my cousin Eric. Or do, should I use your internet name? Cousin we Eric's didn't talk fine. about this. We didn't talk cousin about Eric's it. fine. I'll even just call you Eric instead of constantly calling you Cousin Eric. Yeah, that'll work too. Um, yeah, hopefully those gunshots don't get too close. Um, <laughs> shoot. Okay. Yeah, that was a little... That was way closer than I thought. A lot sooner too, right? For the shots to happen? It, yeah, yeah. We loaded in, what, a minute and a half ago and already people are popping off. Yeah, they're hungry. Uh, yeah, you were... You were telling me, like, oh, yeah, people will be quiet with silenced weapons and stuff. I'm sure it's nothing. No, it'll be fine. Silent weapons yeah. increase as the wipe goes on, but... Oh, that, <gasps> that one's behind us. That's fine. That's fine. Are we That's fine. further... Are we in the bushes enough? I'm going to scoot up just yeah, a maybe little bit. I didn't even spin. Just... Yeah, you scoot up I'm a bit. I'm not spinning. I'm good. I'm not spinning. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm adhering to the no-player-connected oath of... I'll just fucking die yeah. if they show up. So for the people at home listening that uh, are sleeping under a rock, can you tell them what Escape from Tarkov is? Sure. Uh, Escape from Tarkov is an extraction shooter, looter shooter. So your, your primary goal is to load into a map, try to find some loot, kill people if, you're in the, in, if they're in your way, and then extract at certain points. Um, the game, the, and then the other main part of the game is if you die in the raid, you lose, uh, what you brought in with you. Down. Unless it's been insured. Yeah, unless it be, that, these are really close. So there was like, I think that was a grenade launcher that went off someone's. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. If you, like you said, or there's a secured container, we hear footsteps. Oh lord. They're gonna come Just kill us. Just, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Dude. They literally ran right over your body. They see no, us. Fine. Yeah. No, they don't. Um, but yeah, and then the secured container, there's different variations. There's the alpha, beta, uh, gamma, and then kappa everybody oh wants God. to win for. Yeah, they're just circling us. Oh, my God. How do you, what was the key that we used to talk in game again? Uh, just to do, like, an emote or actually talk? No, talk. To uh, talk. I think it's K. Are you going to yeah, talk? Yeah, guys, we're recording a podcast here. Oh, God. Oh. Are you okay? Yeah. Did you get hit? No, I'm good. Alright. Maybe they'll be like our protectors. That guy yeah. shot a scav. Sick. Alright. I, I can't... I couldn't tell if I heard a guy running or not. Alright, whatever. <laughs> this is so fucking this is way more tense than hunt showdown the hunt episode we got shot at but like outside of the one time we got shot at like we didn't see anybody i literally saw someone on my screen run through the bushes that were hiding in. yeah i saw too and then i saw him circle around uh, left of me <laughs> <laughs> all right so um is there anything you wanted to add to the what is tarkov i'm sorry i cut you off i was freaking out oh i was freaking out too i was trying to stay in with explaining what it was but then the people around us um no that pretty much sums it up and it's painful it's 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 a difficult game it's it's just pain you got to hate yourself a little bit if you want to actually enjoy playing it if you enjoy playing tarkov you hate deep down you hate yourself a little bit that that's that's pretty much sums it up it's a pretty good sell. Yeah. I think a lot of people will resonate with that, and you'll see a noticeable spike in sales when this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. Two. <laughs> well, what brings you to Tarkov, then? Like, what, and, and aside from the self-hatred, is there <laughs> some key aspect of this game that really draws you in? Uh, it's the gameplay loop as a whole. It's the fact you load into a raid, and we have to, I have to get loot. You have to find so many different items. And then it's not just finding many items to turn around and sell. Like, that's totally what you can do. But most items have a true purpose and meaning outside of just getting this out of raid for money. You need you need certain bolts for hideout upgrades. You know, um, you get some things. With, when you're dealing with the traders, you have to barter items. So a trade, I don't know any really off the top of my head. but Or, no, you can trade emergency water pack for a Salewa health healing kit 
things like that i find that awesome and then the whole hideout upgrade it really draws me in right on yeah i um when i was playing this game more frequently i really did enjoy like every little thing that you found in raid had some sort of monetary value attached to it at least monetary if not like some other thing you could uh trade in so i think that's what pulled me into i was like oh shit like you're wheeling and dealing in this game yeah and then love the flea market the flea market yeah sometimes that's a pain it the flea market's been fun to notice how prices change depending upon where you are in a wipe I right now a roll of duct tape is probably six to eight thousand rubles but when I was playing towards the end of last last wipe that was 30k for a one roll of duct Damn. tape yeah the prices drastically changed because the market's flooded everybody's finding stuff bringing it out and selling it brings the prices could down I, could I make a killing in this game without well wait if you buy something from the flea market is it not found in raid anymore correct Damn, never mind. I was going to say, could you just make a killing in this game not going into raids anymore and just investing early? But Flea Market is found in raid only. Right? Yeah, if you want to oh, try okay. to make a killing and not have to ever go into raid, you have to depend on your hideout upgrades. Because you can craft with the different places in your hideout. So if you have enough money started or you have the items, you can just craft the items. And then they get the found in raid tag. And then you can put them on the Flea Market. Oh, I probably okay. made about like two million rubles off of making propital last wipe. So you just need, you know, you need the three items, make them, and then you can throw them up and sell them. Nice. So you could be a work from home Tarkover, is what you're telling me. Absolutely. There's got to be someone who's done that, right? What do you mean? Like, oh, they like on YouTube, like I, I did, I, I became a billionaire and escaped from Tarkov from just my hideout and then it's just a guy making meth non-stop or whatever that drug was i assume it's some sort of meth type yeah substance that's not fully possible though to be honest to just only be in the hideout you'll still have you, you would still have to go in a couple of raids because you need you need items you need the hideout hideout upgrades are locked behind your character level progression and your trader level oh. progression okay so you still need to be doing that you won't be able to go in and just make propital immediately like i still can't i'm level 22 right now i still haven't gotten to med station level three okay it seems like they thought that through then yeah they hate the people that work from home they do you know i feel like this question we've kind of blown past it i'll say it anyway uh, what's the thing that we least want to hear this episode, like in terms of in-game audio? <laughs> we don't want to hear people right in front of us. They're fine. Uh, but that happened. They literally ran through the same bush we yeah. decided to sit in. It came out well, fine, was, though. They didn't shoot at us at all. Well, I was going to ask, what, what's worse, that or if we heard scabs talking right next to us? Uh, that. Honestly, what happened could have been the worst. Because it, it, most times, players, you're sitting there... It's a free kill. Especially uh, if either of them were doing Shooter Born in Heaven right now, it would have been too easy for easy headshots because they changed how that works. It can be, uh, it doesn't, there's not a meter requirement or a distance requirement anymore. It just has to be, yeah, it just has to be a bolt action. Oh, I was going to say maybe they're just getting far enough away and then they're going to line up the shot from like 500 meters. Nope, they could have just did it point blank and it would have counted. (laughs) <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. The worst has already happened. Yeah. It's only up from here. When you think of your stereotypical Tarkov player, uh, what pops into your head? And you've already said self-hatred, so I feel like we're uh, you're all, you've already started to paint this picture. Yeah. But so I want you to complete the the image. Continue to paint on this canvas. I will. I'm going to I'm going to self-project a little bit more too. Oh it, boy. It's the player that is sick of the Call of Duty gameplay loops and like Battlebit or Battlefield. <gasps> you you load in to a match and you you can you instantly die, but then you only wait ten seconds and then you're right back in. There's I to me I was kind of I got bored of that because there's there's like no consequence. I could just run around. I'm gonna die and reset in like ten seconds. There's no big deal. 
But then doing that over 10 to 15 minutes over and over and over again, I got tired of it. So I'm guessing most people are, you know, it's kind of like that. This was, that's why you're doing an extraction looter shooter instead of, uh, what would you call it, like round robin, team death matches, all of that stuff. Yeah. So you enjoy, you're looking for something different. I wonder if you could put that on like a sliding scale of like consequences that you face. And like obviously I think Tarkov would be like really far on the consequence heavy side. And then a game like, I don't know. I I, I do think that, yeah, Battlebit or a Battlefield type game, Call of Duty, those are pretty consequence low. Especially if you're playing Team Deathmatch, like literally it's just you spending your time... There's no equipment that you need to purchase, usually. You respawn, all that stuff. And then and then on the Tarkov side, you have to buy all your equipment. If you die, it's gone. How you do in one raid could affect how you do in a subsequent raid due to the equipment that you get. Is there an airdrop going overhead? There is. It's about to be super loud. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Sick. Well, the other thing, too, like, uh, to add on to that, when, like, in, in Call of Duty or Battlebit, the weapon progression... You have to get the weapon to a certain level before you can get like this piece, or you can get the laser on it, or you can have this sight. In Tarkov, it's basically as soon as you get to the flea market, if you have the rubles, you can buy a sniper scope and slap it on a revolver. Like you don't, there's no level weapon progression that you have to wait for. You just have to be able to buy the parts and assemble it. waiting for the plane to go by, otherwise I feel like I'm going to scream into my mic trying to sound louder than Okay, that's better. Yeah, that is really cool that, like, you you can build your own guns, you can steal somebody else's gun, it isn't just, ah, you're level 5, here's the VPO, yeah, or whatever. And here's one laser, and it only works for this one gun. Yeah. Yeah. I never got deep into the gun building, but I always appreciated it. And this, like, dude, I've got a lot of respect for the people who can go into this game and, like, build weapons and shit, because it just... All the ammo types and stuff, it just seems like another job. Like, learning all of this and figuring out how it all fits together. It, but it's really cool to see it in action. When you handed me weapons during my 24-hour stream, I was like, this is handcrafted artisanal firearms <laughs> yeah i took the time put most of them together the m4 i handed you i did not put together that one i got off of an event and i knew it was going to be kind of more of a meme a meme run for you okay but i all the other ones i yeah i put together it they're it's fun it's it does it takes a lot of time you're spending more time comparing items and reading to see what you where you can gain benefits from adding these certain pieces to your gun right and then, yeah, the, like you said, with the ammo, it, there's a steep learning curve. I don't, I've been playing, I, I just passed 800 hours, and I don't know everything. I barely play Reserve or Lighthouse. There's so many, <laughs> like, the loot, all the loot spawns and what's where. I don't know all of that yet, and I'm, like, 800 hours in. When I, when I was playing frequently with, like, you and David and all the, all the guys... And I had the map open on my other monitor. I would say, like, that map helped me, like, 5% of the time. And the other 95%, I either got more confused or it took me so long to look at where I should be that I was getting killed or taking too long and my guy was dehydrated or something. You, like, have to really know your shit. Which is, again... I find that admirable. I play a bunch of games with steep learning curves, but they're more like strategy games rather than FPS. But it's really cool to see a game that that's, it's that like detail oriented. There's all these little things that you can pick up and learn, whether it's about the market, whether it's about map knowledge or the, the guns, the ammo, the armor, all that shit. Yeah. Like for beginners like starting out, especially looking back, the most important thing to do is learn the maps. Everything else, all the all other parts of the game will come along with playing them, but you're never gonna get to those parts if you don't know the map. So if like if you, if there's somebody out there that's gonna listen to this and you're a new, you're trying to get into Tarkov, 
bring a map up on a second screen and then buy a compass that'll help with the relation like because like you were just saying james you you have the map up but it only really helps five percent of the time you don't really know where you are you have no way to tell which direction you're facing so you're trying to guess where you are on the map and what buildings you're looking at and you don't even know which way is north or south east west do you have a good map that you would recommend players cut their teeth on like what what level they should play on oh the first one everybody says customs um it's you you should go customs or woods woods you're gonna be more lost because you're it's more trees right there's not as many buildings to locate yourself around the name yeah but like kind of look at how this raid went we ran into people while we're laying in a bush but nobody's come by us since so you have more of that adjustment time customs is a smaller map it's more it's more condensed there's not as many hiding spots with is where there's not as many trees and bushes to like kind of lay down and hide in and try to get you get, get your bearing and then you right. you have to figure out what buildings you can actually go in too when you're on a, a different map these are it's pretty on woods if you see a building you can most likely go into it because there's so few on customs you can't go into every building and that's especially true if you play Streets of Tarkov, which is their newer map. I and, and I I've only played it a few times, but there's so many buildings you can go into, but then there's also many you can't. So yeah, customs or woods. Okay. Yeah, I used to play a lot on customs, and I think that's the only map that I really started to get a feel for. And I think another helpful bit with customs was that there were so many like iconic or I don't, I don't know if i'd say iconic but easily identified like locations like you could look at the skyline and pretty quickly be like oh there's like that sniper tower yeah. and oh there's the gas station over there and there's that building and you could orient yourself pretty quickly so uh customs has my tarkov noob endorsement as somebody who uh, is a forever noob at this game customs was a nice place to hang out uh, also, shout out to Factory for being so small that you will eventually just inevitably run into one of your extraction points. Um, <laughs> that's how I got through Factory. Yeah. <laughs> just hug the right wall, shoot everything that you come across, and eventually you'll find a door or a ladder or something that'll let you leave the map. Yeah, or Tajillo will find you. That's terrifying. <laughs> it was. I did a factory raid. I killed a player up in the office area, and I was start, went to start loot him, and I heard somebody running, and I was like, oh, there's another player running up. But it was him coming around the corner with his sledgehammer out, and he just he laid waste to me. It was terrifying. Can, they, can all of the bosses slide, or is it just, like, him and a couple others? Does he slide? I don't... Do they slide? There's, I thought the one in at least Interchange or whatever slides... Oh, Killa? Yeah, maybe. I know Killa, is, there's sometimes I've watched other streamers do it. He'll go right through a door you just closed. He's got some, oh. something weird. Yeah, you'll close the door, it'll be closed for a second or two, and then it's, he shows up, but he gets to go right through it. It's weird. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. Jeez. That's, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I think the only bosses I've encountered were uh, Sturman, and he's on this map, right? Yeah, Sturman, and he would be, for where we are, he'd be right in front of us. Oh, In the lumberyard, cool. yeah. We would have heard him go off, he's not here. I wonder if, we didn't hear the I wonder if that was, I wonder if that was the noises we were hearing immediately. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe people were there and shot him right away before he fired a shot off. I didn't hear his sniper rifle go off, though. Who's the guy in customs? Um, Rishala. Right? Yeah, Rishala. Yeah, he's the only one I've killed. Besides Big Pipe, but that's a goon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've killed Rushala and I've killed Sturman. Oh, you've gotten Sturman? Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was. I think I was playing solo on woods and just creeping around with a sniper and lucked into it. So that actually might cool. have been Sturman's rifle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we summoned him. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked did. about him, and yeah, now he's here. <laughs> so, I know we just talked about a bunch of wisdom and knowledge that you're supposed to have in Tarkov but hypothetically speaking if I was I mean hypothetically speaking if somebody was really lazy and wanted to cut corners and uh, wanted to completely ignore one aspect of this game to focus on the others 
what what should they pick? What can they neglect completely? Can I? What's their goal? That's the main thing for me. And how they want to get Kappa. They all they want to get. Yeah, Kappa. I'm, I'm going big. I'm going oh. big. They want to go Kappa, but they want to just completely be an idiot and ignore like one part of the game. I guess I, with that, I'd have to go hideout. But you can use your hideout so much for crafting items you need for all the quests. But it, technically, you could just find those items somewhere yeah. else, though, right? Yeah, everything you can craft in the hideout, you can find in raid. So that's why I'm leaning towards hideout. When it, when you originally prompted me with this question, my mind first went to uh, they could ignore the quests because <laughs> that's something that every, like ex- oh, especially playing with okay. you and your your you and a couple of your friends, everybody, you all like you hate the quests and it's it's like it's tedious, you know. Some of them I are really ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, I get it. Some of them are really ridiculous. I've never even made it through it all. I've never gotten Kappa. This is I'm tr- I'm trying to give it a go this wipe, and it's 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 becoming very painful. But yeah, you could ignore the hideout and still get Kappa. Okay. Right. It's much more yeah. important to learn the ammo types, especially if you like, the ammo types and map knowledge. It doesn't really matter what gun you have. It's what it's what your ammo is. Interesting. Yeah, playing with good ammo makes this game play so much differently. If you think you you you, you use mid tier or low ammo, you got to put like four or five shots into a scav. Use the high tier; it's one two every time, and then same nice. to players. Yeah. yeah, I and that was one thing that I struggled with was like, oh, am I putting actual lethal rounds in my gun or am I putting in Nerf darts? Let me bring up the spreadsheet. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, this ammo is good against armor, but it's not good against the the human inside the armor. And I would just roll my eyes and be like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to aim at their head and hope I hit them. Yeah. That's the best way to usually go about it. Yeah. But I, I do, again, I love the depth that this game has, like all the little details and stuff. And people at home, don't ignore your hideout. It's nice and safe there. Like Eric said, there's things you can make. makes your life much easier. Yeah, there's um, many character boosts to be had. You regenerate faster all of that yeah the the questing though i didn't even think about that but yeah quests when i was back when i was playing i did eventually just get disillusioned with the quest system and i was like screw it i'm just gonna go try to get things in raid get my my hideout upgraded yeah um but there is a certain satisfaction doing these incredibly specific tasks that uh make no sense I don't know why someone wants me to go on woods without body armor, eat a jar of mayonnaise, spin around in a circle, say Bloody Mary three times in a mirror. And then make it out alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is important, yeah. Uh, While Bloody Mary chases you and Jaeger is laughing at you in the bushes, you have to make it out alive. If you don't, do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's a sicko. We need to leave this spot in four minutes and 30 seconds. You have that, like, down to a science? We can definitely get from here to outskirts in ten minutes. Easy. Okay. We'll be there with a couple minutes to spare. I will... I'll ask you a, a quick one, then. Um, what is your favorite map and why? I, there's there's a huge disagreement. I know this. This a lot of people don't agree with me with this one, but I like Shoreline. The map itself is awesome. It, there's... The, the southwest portion of it, something needs to be added there. And it would be like, the, it, to me, it would be the best map in the game. You have a combination of intensity of customs, where with the resort and then the water treatment plant, and even where the, um, the tower is and the pier area, you have these constant, you have these areas where there's going to be high PvP, uh, uh, like high tier loot. And then, but it's spread out enough like woods. So it, you're not going to load in and die almost every time. You at least it it affords me the chance to actually wander around a bit before dying, if that makes sense. That's why I like Shoreline so yeah. much. Uh, a lot of people would say point to that and say I'm a hacker because it's the red and blue red or yeah it's red and blue key card spawn in the resort, and it's the hard spawns and there's a one percent chance. So it's Shoreline is hacker crazy, 
but you're gonna you could find hackers on any map. It's just you have a higher chance on shoreline. That's that's a big reason why people hate it. But I, did you move or is there somebody by us? I moved. Holy I moved shit! Ever so slightly. Damn, that made noise. <laughs> yeah, you heard I thought that. So, yeah. Wow, I like uh, I like just tapped the D key just a little bit, just a teeny tiny bit. I didn't yeah. realize that would give you a heart attack. All right. We're back in another lobby, thanks to the power of drugs and milk and oatmeal that we found in a cabin. I was starving to death, and I think, Eric, you just got through because you were fueled by weird black market drugs. I was. It was many thanks to Propitol and SJ6. Splendid. I'm going to wolf down some water. Oh, yeah. you got to eat and drink. Yeah. The lovely ASMR experience for the folks listening at home. Slam that. Yep, let me just... <laughs> I can hear you eating, too. Yeah, I hear you eating, too. This is good. Yeah. Yummy. Okay. Where were we? Um, oh! So I think we were kind of getting into this earlier when we were talking about, like, what's necessary to, to reach, like, the quote-unquote end game in this and what isn't. Um, what is the most fulfilling type of progression for you in Tarkov? The most fulfilling to me? It's... Yeah, to you. It's got to be the high, leveling up the hideout. The... I... Every time... I unlock the flea market. I'll I'll work myself up to 750k or a million rubles, and then I go and I spend it all on unlock on progressing my my hideout. I just I like getting that further, and unlocking the new the new things you can craft like workbench level two. I love getting that because then I can craft the AP um, rounds for nine by nineteen. I like using the STM nine so I get a little bit better ammo. I can craft it right there. Uh, it, it, it's the hideout for me. That's my favorite. Okay. What about, like, uh, do you collect people's dog tags at all? I do. You. It's necessary for a few of the quests for them to be found in raid. And then there's a weapon in the game called the Arsas, and you need a hundred dog tags to trade in to be able to get the weapon, and it's for a quest. Like, you need one... For, you need an RSS for a quest for gun, it's Gunsmith Part Twelve. There's thirteen. Wow. It's up there. So and that's so you. Yeah. So you hand in the dog tags, get the gun, and then you just immediately hand it over to mechanic or whatever. No, then you have to modify the gun. So you have to build, put on certain parts. There's usually build guides you can find in the the wiki, or they give you the the Gunsmith quests. They give you certain criteria the gun has to hit. So it has to have uh, this level ergonomics, this total recoil, it has to take up this many spaces, and then the person who wants the gun, you know, we want this pistol grip, or we definitely, it needs to be silenced. You have to still go in and modify the gun, and then you can turn it in. Okay. And is it like a good gun that like you would happily trade in a hundred dog takes for anyway or is it just like a gimmick no it's a good gun if you if you're good with the sniper rifles in the game it's top top tier it's a top tier gun yeah nice okay you can't buy well, it i'll just casually game. i'll casually just get it then yeah. i'll get those dog takes i'll do it you but again it's it's kind of it's like everything else you can find them in raid you just have to go to gun spawns and then it could also be on the flea market then, right? No, the RSS can't be sold on the flea market. Oh, yeah. even even found in raid, they won't let you do nope, it? Nope, not at all. Huh. That's cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Although, uh, it does sound like you're just saying ass twice <laughs> when you talk about yeah. it. So, it's got a drawback, but still cool little insight there. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I... See, when I was playing, I just like to watch my little numbers go up. Like, how many people have you killed? Uh, because this game is... It, it's hard for me, at least. And so every single time I killed, a, like, a human player and not just a scav, um, I was like, holy shit, like, that's a victory for me. Yeah. 
Uh, plus, I know how much it stings to lose stuff, and so to be able to inflict that on other human beings uh, makes me feel alive. Yeah, it's a little sickly satisfying. You know you shouldn't be happy, but you still are. Oh no, you should definitely be happy. <laughs> the rules. Yeah. Like, you said it's self-hatred. I feel like it's my hatred for my fellow man that I experience the most in this game. Either I'm pissed that I've been shot and killed, or I'm gleeful that I've just killed someone and I'm taking all of their cans of tuna or whatever they've stashed in their backpack. Yeah. The tank. Someone found a tank battery and then you get it. It's always yeah. fun. To, you take someone out and they've done all the looting for you. It's like, oh, gee, thanks for finding all this great stuff for me. Yeah, and then I die, too. Oh, yeah, with the stuff, naturally. Yeah. It's Tarkov. Yeah. Cause it, either because I've been shot or, oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> I, I have, I've never met someone who can eat a whole sleeve of crackers, drink a gallon of milk, and then 40 minutes later be on death's door due to starvation <laughs> and fatigue. But I guess uh, the people in Tarkov are just built different. Yeah. They have very fast metabolisms. I guess they do. It's, it is weird how quickly you need to eat and drink. If you plan to stay in the raid more than 20 minutes, bring food and water. Like you just have to, or you just have to know where you're gonna go, be able to go loot some. <laughs> yeah, you have to be able to find shed milk. Yeah, that was very good. That was clutch. Um, a little off podcast moment uh, after we realized we had to extract. Um, my body was just shutting down, and Eric found a spot with food like within a minute. It was very cool. That map knowledge came in clutch. And if it was just luck, don't say anything. No, that was As a matter knowledge. of fact, I will edit it out. No, that I knew. You could always, now you know too. Unless if someone looted it, you can pretty much guarantee for there to be food in front of that, that shack we went to on that table. De delicious room temperature milk that's been sitting out for God knows how long. In all the elements, like this fine rain we're sitting in right now. Well, that just adds to the hydration element, I think. Oh, yeah, sure. What's the most significant change you've observed in Tarkov during your time playing? It would, the single significant change, it would have to be when they added inertia. That completely altered the player movement. Um, before they added inertia, you could compare the player movement to Hunt Showdown, how people are more floaty, oh, okay. and you can do the ADAD for like peaking yeah. and all that. It was, now you can't really do that in Tarkov because they added inertia. Yeah, that would probably be the biggest. And then the next ones would all be map expansions and adding maps. And, add, you know, they added more content, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I started playing in 2020. So I played before there was the customs expansion. They added the whole um, construction area in, uh, towards the, the middle of the map. And then it was... I was playing around the time too or before and then during they added the bunkers to reserves like that whole bunker system it wasn't there before like there's been a lot of changes and a, a lot of them are cool like the bunkers are pretty sweet it, i i've only made it out of there alive a couple times most of the times you go in there and die <laughs> but yeah and then woods got an expansion like it's crazy what what portion of the players that go into a match, do you think come out alive? Uh, probably. Per like you were just saying, one raid, yeah. Um, I'd say like twenty percent. It's yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a quarter maybe. Yeah. but yeah, one one in every five, I think that's valid. Yeah, so because you'll have all the PvP happen, uh, so people are getting wasted away there, and then you'll get randomly killed by a scav or. I've seen a bunch of bodies piled around like a boss. Like <laughs> they died trying to get the boss, and then somebody else killed the boss. So, yeah, yeah. I, I've died many a time to random scab. You know, scabs or rats. It's just yeah, it's got to be lower. It's not as much. <laughs> I don't think as many people get out alive per match as what we think. It's 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 actually it's if if you're getting out alive every three matches, you're doing really good in Tarkov. Right. Some words of encouragement for everybody, I suppose. Well, although, if you're with, like, a big group and you know what you're doing, I feel like your odds, like, skyrocket. 
because you can share resources and cover each other's backs. Yeah. But well, that you also run the risk of you can't hide as well, and so you're more likely to bump into people and get shot at. Yeah. And attract more attention. So maybe it, maybe it does balance out. It, I don't. It still balances in favor of playing in groups, because like you're saying, you 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 have five of you, and you share in your resources, and you're going around the map together. It's all that. But then you also have. There's four other people guaranteed that spawned into this raid that are not going to try to kill you. So you went from going one versus nine to one versus or five versus five. If you're saying you have five solos, you know, or five v ones. Sorry, this airdrop. Yeah, yeah, the airdrop's a little loud. Uh, I don't know if the folks at home can hear it. It's a little subtle, but there's a plane flying directly over us right now. Uh, it's gonna drop some goodies. Alright, it's finally going away, I think. Yeah. I totally spaced many... out. Can I add one thing? Yeah, go for Another it. major change they made to this game since I started playing is VoIP. What? VoIP. The what? Being, yeah, being, being able to talk <laughs> in game. Oh god, stop. <laughs> Don't actually talk in <laughs> Yeah, that was huge. I didn't really care for it when it came out because I I'm, was just more shy. I didn't really want to talk to people. But I've been in, enjoying using it this way. That's a that's another huge change. Yeah, I, I do think VoIP can really add another element to to games. And one as tactical as this, and like where you can make alliances on the fly, or or just communicate with your teammates so they know exactly where you're at. Like, yeah, uh, I think that's good. I was going to ask, so is it just 10 PMCs per map? No, it changes per map size. Uh, so Woods is 8 to 10. Customs is 8 to 12 people. I think Streets is 20. I think it's 20 PMCs load into yeah. Streets. Yeah. So it, it changes. And that's all with balancing and in effect. I think there was one point, I want to say customs, there was like 16 people that would load in there, but I, I might be wrong. Okay. That, I mean, that sounds about right. I feel like customs gets hot, like, pretty fast. Yeah. It, and, like, in different points on the map, so I'd, I'd believe it. <laughs> you made the point about, uh, you know, that's that many people trying to not kill you, but a thing that you have to consider is if you're solo, like, if you see another person... You're like, oh, I can shoot them. I have, I've killed you, even though you're on my team, quote unquote team. Yeah. I've seen my teammates kill each other. Yeah. You have to like have some discipline. You have to like ask people, like, hey, is that you over there? Yeah. And it adds a lot of tension because this game doesn't put like a highlighter around your teammates. You can't see them through walls. Um, they're indistinguishable from anybody else in the game. Yeah. Uh, you, you might be able to have, like, an armband if you guys coordinate, but who's to say somebody else doesn't also come in with an armband of that color? Yep. And then even... So they do show you each other's character when you're loading in or when you're waiting in the lobby. So you can look at right. them then, but then you have the progression of the raid and you're looting. So if you're, you know... Your buddy came in with the green penis helmet, but he found an Alton. When you look at his head next time, his head's going to look completely different. So it, yeah. it, it, it's hard. It's definitely difficult, yeah. yeah. Just uh, everybody everybody going with the giant pumpkin helmet. Yeah. The jack-o'-lantern one. Or if they do the Christmas event again, everybody has to go in with a Santa beard. <laughs> I'll do that. If you could make one change to Tarkov, oh. you snap your fingers and it just happens and everyone has to deal with it, what would it be and how many people would complain about the change that you're requesting? If it has to be one. I don't even really want it in-game. This is just the most creative thing I can come up with. It, it would be insane. I, I want to pre, pre-say this. It would be insanely expensive either to be able to find, do, or use, whatever. It's going to be locked behind quests, etc., all of that. But it would be a flare, probably blue or, you know, whatever color is not already in use, probably a blue flare, because I think they use green and red for extractions and other maps. Right. And you can use the flare only when you're on a roof, but 
when you're on that roof and you use the flare, you a helicopter call, comes in extraction. A helicopter know? extraction, yeah. Yeah. But here's the here's the other thing too, though. If you fall off the roof or you leave, you lose it. Like it it's too it's too sweet of an item and a thing to put in. So like there has to be. I want to make it. It's keep it with how difficult Tarkov is, right? It's really right. hard to get. And then if you leave the roof, it's consider it gone. Like stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And then has oh, I bet I bet you a lot of people would be pissed off if that was in the game. Well, would there be any counterplay? Like, is there a like how long does it take for the helicopter to get there? Can you shoot it down? Like, um, I wouldn't say you could shoot it down. Because then you're talking about adding RPGs. Or maybe I should say, like, if you shoot at it enough, it'll, like, leave prematurely. Uh, no, I wouldn't want to do that either, because then it's just, it would feel like a waste. You would put the player who went through all the quests or whatever, we would lock it behind. Okay. It would just feel like a total ripoff. Because if they, people know, it would come in, know what's coming in, they, everybody could just unify and shoot at it, and nobody will ever actually get to use it. That's fair. Yeah. But then... This but, is why you're the game dev, <laughs> and not me. Yeah. And I would want to make it too that it that it could be any roof, any any roof, not certain buildings. Like so, in customs by RUAF Roadblock, those like storage little storage units that are there. If you can get up, because you, you can get up on those roofs, you can go up even there and fire it off, and you can still be picked up. Okay. It just has to be a roof, but not like a big clearing. No, 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 no. Has to be a roof. If you are okay. in a big clearing and have a little <laughs> shed. You have to be on the roof of the shed. I have to be on the shed. Yes. Even if there's way more room for the helicopter to land on the ground. I like it. Yeah. I love how arbitrary it is. Um, I, I think that would make for some really dramatic moments, though, because you would, if you saw a flare, and let's say it takes, how long should it take, Eric? A minute? To show minutes? up? No. I, I'd give it thirty-five sec, thirty-five to forty seconds. What? Think, well, no, okay. What are the what are the vehicle extracts? It's sixty seconds. Yeah. All right. So sixty seconds, or you do ninety. But those are pre, and those are at predetermined locations that people can like they know about. Yeah. Like I want I want there to be a little tension where like people are sprinting to try to get on the rooftop to stop you. Yeah. Like I would want it to at least be like a minute. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Minute. I the most I would say is like ninety seconds. Okay. Minute to ninety seconds. You still want to. You still. You know. You still need to make it Wants worth to be it. Useful. Like. Yeah. You yeah. can still actually use this and get out. Right. Like if you're yeah. there, if you make them sit there for two minutes, it, you know, it might that might yeah, be too, too long. long. Yeah. And look at the. They changed the factory quest. You used to have to sit there for thirty seconds to plant something in factory. And it factory such a tiny map. They changed it to ten seconds, and now it's a it's a lot easier to to obtain, right? Yeah. All right, I, I support it. You've won me over. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Nikita, that's the guy's name, right? Yeah, he's the lead guy. Put in helicopters. I wanna I wanna go to customs, and I wanna see like five helicopters coming down at the same time. <laughs> I want everyone just on like little raised platforms. Calling in their own personal choppers. Yeah. I, I do have two more realistic additions to the game, honestly. The one circles back to earlier about Shoreline at a compound in the uh, southwest corner of Shoreline. And then uh, an interchange expansion where that place gets more extraction points. That I actually would want way more than the helicopter expansion. Like... Interchange needs diff more and different extraction points. Yeah, like a helicopter that oh, God. crashes in through the roof, and then you it, it puts down the rappel ropes, and you climb up. Yeah, I, I agree. No. no. Slap in three more helicopters and interchange. Put a helicopter in shoreline. Uh, Perfect. Well, it'll never. None of that'll ever happen. We still have to make three more maps. We still we're waiting on town, suburbs, and terminal. I mean, I don't know about you, but Terminal sounds like the perfect place for a helicopter, so... So, that could be the launch of it. Well, you know what? Here. I could actually think of a, a thing here. If you go in with a thing of gas and just have a parked helicopter or a small, like, airplane somewhere, it doesn't need to be animated or anything, but you could have someone walk up to it and then, just like with the vehicle extractions where you use money... 
just have to have it in your inventory, and then you get out of there. Maybe they have the vehicle poof away. Maybe it has a little animation. I don't know. But, yeah, but that's, that's not as cool as your idea of it flying down and picking you up. Yeah. Well, and then when, I'm, when, I, when I imagine it flying it down, that's why I say any roof, it just needs to be a roof. They're, they're not, the helicopter would never land. They'd like put a rope down, right? You'd see the animation of the rope. The timer would be counting down just like in a normal extract. And then basically like once you could like the ropes by your face or whatever, that you're, you're gone, you know? So they can't shoot at you as you're climbing up it and no. you just teleport and you're out? Yeah, you don't need to climb up it. No, there's no like shooting at you while you're flying on, across the map. No, 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 none of that. Get that out of here. Uh, what? Right. <laughs> so reasonable. So reasonable. Yeah. Alright. Are you ready for the questions you didn't get to see ahead of time? Yeah. Alright. I've got a real real zinger for you. 24 hour Tarkov stream <laughs> or 8 hour Hunt Showdown stream. And now are you asking? You have to play the whole time. The entire time. Imagine you don't have to go to the bathroom at all, so it's just wall-to-wall -wall gameplay. I'd rather do a 24-hour Tarkov stream. <laughs> I just enjoy the game more. <laughs> okay, okay. I just wanted to hear you say it. I was, I was wondering what the threshold would be for, like, what would get you to pick Hunt Showdown over Tarkov. But, damn, dude. 24 hours over just a little itty-bitty 8-hour Hunt Showdown stream? Yeah. Well, uh, okay, here's the other thing, though, that, that's factoring into this, is I have streamed Hunt Showdown a lot, and far more often than Tarkov. And I'm currently fully addicted to Tarkov. So those those two things right there is what, uh, what interests me. And I'd be, that's the thing, I'd be much more excited to do the 24 hours of Tarkov than it would be the 8 hours of Hunt Showdown. Honestly, the only way to do the 800, 8 hours of Hunt Showdown is if I had you with me the entire time. I could not make myself go through that pain of being clapped by a Mosin <laughs> for like the you fifth need, time in a row. You would need me to like keep you there. I w you'd force me to force you to suffer. Yeah, that's how it would that's have to go down. <laughs> That's fucked up. So when is the 24-hour Tarkov stream gonna pop off? Oh, should, should I do one? Is that what you... Uh... I mean, I mean, you've been out of the streaming game for a while. I think that would be a... Well, uh, you you probably wouldn't do it right away because you'd want to, like... Like, at least for a month, be like, Hey, I'm back to streaming. Hey, dr like, drum up interest. Yeah, if anybody and then cares. be like... Boom, 24-hour Tarkov stream. We're back. Yeah, I'd give it three weeks. Yeah, okay, uh, realistically, then, uh, November, December this year. I could try All to right. pull it off. Put in it in my calendar. Yeah, I'll start planning it. Holy shit. All right, this is, I didn't think you were actually going to... Well, no, because... Expected, like... <laughs> expected you to be reasonable and be like, nah, I've got a family and a job and... Well, <laughs> I don't want to stay up for 24 hours straight, all that stuff. Well, I mean, I, I do, you're true, that's correct. I mean, that's why I have to start planning it. Like, I have to talk with my family, and I could just take a day off from my job. Like, it's okay, if I really, I'm at that point, like, if I really want to do something, I'm just going to put a pause on other things and do it, right? They're still, right. like, I'm, yeah. my wife's still my wife, my kids are still my kids. If, if it would be really cool to do this thing, I'm pretty sure they would all get a, get a kick out of it, too. You know, my my wife would bring bring up my stream and show my kids on her phone or something like, look, there's your dad. Look at that nerd. <laughs> there's your dad. He he's been he's been playing this game for twenty hours straight. We really he hasn't slept in a really long time. Yeah, we really need him back. He went through a case of Red Bull. We miss him. <laughs> so that that's really that's awesome. the yeah the that would be the the big part would be it it would probably be hard, it would be just be tougher on my wife because she'd have the kids, you know. Yeah. So. Well, if we can figure that all out, sure, I'll do a 24-hour stream. Well, have them do a 24-hour stream of whatever games they like, nah, too. No, I'm not. It, 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 <laughs> I just saw something. There's, like, some child labor laws with content creation coming about. Ah. Like, I'm not, yeah. 
they, I think those are more guidelines, but I see what guidelines, you mean. yeah. Well, right. uh, my my oldest has expressed interest in being a YouTuber when she gets older, and I'm like, I'm supporting her. I tell her that's great. Try it. Just not yet. You need to get a little bit older. Yeah, and that is very common um, among like even my my middle school age students. Like a lot of them want to be either animators or they want to be a YouTuber or something, but they have to realize there's like editing, filming, depending on what you're doing. You have to learn your analytics, but that's cool. And that's awesome that you, you feel comfortable just being like, yeah, I could just talk to my family and work it out. It sounds like you guys have a, a good system there. Yeah. I know some people are like, oh, my my wife won't let me have fun or, or uh, I don't know. It seems like you have a happy, happy family with uh, healthy channels of communication. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's and then what you play Tarkov. And then I play Tarkov, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you have a deep secret. <laughs> what, with Tarkov? Yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, you know, this guy with a happy family, but it, but he plays Tarkov, so he's kind of a sick, twisted individual. Okay, I'll take that, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what game could I get you back on the podcast for? Or do I just go to you for Tarkov every time? Oh, no. We can pick something else out. Um, we could go retro. Could do. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we could You know, we could think of something from when we were kids. Stronghold Crusader. Yeah. I have. I think I have Stronghold Crusader 2 on Steam. That and I did. I still do have Battle for Middle Earth. We could do oh, one on dude. that. I want to keep gotta... playing that, but I just it, I, I, I loaded it up. I showed you the screenshot, and I did the first two levels, and I haven't been back. I need to get back to that. <laughs> I have to find... I have to sail the high seas, perhaps, to figure that out. Uh-oh. And play it again. But, yeah, that'd be cool. We just have our little nostalgia episodes, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Pick, pick a game, any game. We do... A, I play a lot of games. You play right, a lot of let's games. Show down. Let's go. That's fine. We can do that. No, I'm not going to do that to you, your family. Yeah, what are you talking about? We play that a lot together. We can do a podcast. <laughs> we played it yesterday. We did. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't you haven't listened to an episode of the podcast before, right? I'm I, kind of exposing you. Yeah, you're exposing me. No, I haven't. Okay, okay. So you don't know how we sign off each episode, correct? Correct. How do you think we should sign off the episode? I leave that up to you director but i would like to remind no. you to eat and drink in tarkov oh shit yeah um all right should we just try to three two one and like shoot each other in the head oh my god are you <laughs> what well, uh... uh i mean eric that's absurd that's a that's too far okay that is actually insane but what do you have on you right now uh uh pistol and an okay. mre and some water so like nothing you'd miss huh no Ah! Right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh. <laughs>